Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ahoy, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Truth and Justice. You are listening to the Friday follow-up for a special edition of Truth and Justice, the part one of the reply brief for the prosecutor's analysis of the Heyman Lee murder case. This week has been a great week for critical thinking in this case, and has also raised a lot of emotions and questions. Today, I'm joined by Bob Ruff and Janet Varney, and the three of us are here to discuss it all. But before we jump into this week's episode, Bob, do we have any housekeeping? Hey, guys. And uh, yeah, so first things first. There are about 100 of you in our YouTube chat right now that are going to see this now. Uh, And then hopefully for those of you that are going to listen to this first thing on Friday morning, uh, this week I've just arranged. uh, Most of you guys, I think everybody knows this or most of you do, that uh, I I took a position where I'm going to be working just just teaching three hours a day uh, at our local high school. I'm going to be a CTE instructor teaching broadcasting to kids, which I'm super excited about. But uh What's not three hours a day is the first week of professional development before school starts. And so I've been like burning it at both ends this week. And I'm moving my son into college at Michigan State University tomorrow, which is all great stuff, but is but uh, has me a little panicked. Luckily, one of our amazing listeners had reached, a lot of you guys had reached out with ideas for episodes. And one of our listeners reached out and told me that he has a very close connection with someone who has a lot of experience. And in fact, I would, I would, it sounds like I would say expert because he sounds like he travels and teaches law enforcement agencies about this, all about the, the rules and practices around search and seizures. And I just literally right before we hit record, uh, confirmed that I'm going to be interviewing him on Friday for this week's episode. So what I would like you guys to do, and for those of you that are live right now. Don't do it in the YouTube chat. Send me an email or a DM. Send me any qu- I know I know that we have some questions that have just recently come up about search and seizures with some of the missing person stuff and about like you know people's property and things like that. But any questions that you guys have, if you had an expert in front of you, uh, an expert in search and seizure laws and practices, send me those questions and I will ask him those questions uh, on Friday when we do the interview. Um, so if you're listening to this Friday morning, get on it because I we haven't arranged a time yet, but it'll probably be late morning, early afternoon when we're going to do this interview on Friday. Uh, so so get that stuff in. Uh, if you have any questions that you'd like me to ask him, send those in. So that is uh, housekeeping number one. I don't think there's any other housekeeping that I can think of. We're getting uh, after this week with the Anansi Ed st- stuff. That's all moving over to Patreon. We're back to business as usual. 
on this feed, uh, which probably is a good transition into where we're going now because some people were super duper excited about this week's episode. Some people were super duper mad about this episode. Some people were <laughs> indifferent to this episode. Uh, so we're going to talk all about that. Um, oh, Nicole Johnson in the chat. Thank you. That you can tell I'm a little frazzled. She said, why don't you? She said, you should make a post in the group for questions, Bob. Good idea, Nicole. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I should have thought of that myself, but I will definitely <laughs> do that. Uh, thank you, Nicole, for uh, for snapping me out of it. All right. So uh, before we get into all of the listener questions and stuff, Zach, I'll start with you. You're not super familiar with the non-Sayed case, so you're, you're kind of playing the part of a listener that never listened to Serial. Yeah. I mean, you kind of brought up three groups, and I'm definitely in that last group, that indifferent group. It was interesting to listen to. I mean, like I said in the intro, it was definitely nice to hear the critical thinking and kind of put that exercise on of, of listening to both sides and not being in an echo chamber. I really appreciate that. As far as the case goes, you mentioned it in the episode as, as if you don't know this case, you probably shouldn't be trying to figure out this case by listening to a podcast about a podcast about a podcast. <laughs> right, yeah, don't start Yes, that's podcast. very well said. So that's kind of where I fell. I, I, I know some outside kind of a roundabout of this case but i don't know a lot Uh, i spent most of this time that this case was relevant i was all in on west memphis three right so that's where my focus has always been so it's not that this case isn't important and isn't wasn't in my peripheral it just never hit me so did you and it wasn't required i didn't even ask you to but did you listen to um did you happen to go listen to the prosecutor's episode i actually did not just solely based on I I don't know anything about this case, so I don't know where I'm where to begin and where not to begin. Also, it should be pointed out that on Sunday, Zach's brother, who has been uh, in the military and has been in Syria for a year, came home and surprised him for his birthday. So I suppose that's a good excuse not yeah. to listen to podcasts. Yeah, no, I definitely did not listen. I barely listened to yours. I mean, I really <laughs> did, but um, no, that was a great surprise, and that has been where my mind has been for a while. Um, so I was really happy to have my brother home. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so great. Janet, you, on the other hand, are in one of the other positions where you know everything about this case. I followed it from the very beginning and listened to all the podcasts. So what did you think about the episode? I thought it was really interesting. And I, I thought, um, and I did listen to the prosecutor's episode. And um, I really appreciated, you know, from the very beginning of the episode, and Brett says this um, every time they do a new case. He says, we're going to get a bunch of stuff wrong. Like, he actually says that at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, um, and he's like, and we're going to hear from you guys. And, you know, like, so to me, I I appreciated the fact that that it was nice to have somebody kind of help me sort of keep track of some of the stuff that, you know, wasn't wasn't necessarily as accurate. There was a lot of really interesting information and opinion in there. And um, and I I really liked your, you know, your kind of analysis of it, that uh, this is something that you've spent a tremendous amount of time working on over the last 10 years. And so I think it's very normal for you to want to kind of, you know, be able to comment on it a little bit. Yeah. And I also want to point out before, just kind of as a precursor, just based on some social media reaction, I'm not mad at Brett and Alice and they're not mad at me as far as like, there are people that they have, it's kind of cool to see. It it, it kind of takes you back at first and then realize like our fans are the same way. Like we have fans that are super duper loyal and will defend me. I'm, I, there's a lot of times I'm on the fan page saying, listen, I love you guys, but you don't need to jump on and cheerlead for me because it just makes people argue. And the prosecutors have the same thing. There are definitely people that have, that have, that have come right at me for daring to question their work as though we're in like some huge fight between us and them. And 
I just want to let you guys know, that's not the case. I talked to Brett before I did this, told yeah. him I was going to do this. He said he thought it was a good idea and thought, thought it would be a good thing for both shows for us to do. Like, nobody's mad at anybody. Nobody's fighting. We're just breaking down. And as Alice, Alice, as Janet just pointed out, like they said in their first episode, we expect to get some things wrong and we expect you guys to correct us. And they hope for him to do that. That, that. That's all this is, is, is it's, it's a thought experience. It's me getting my thoughts out and which is important to me. I just have that type of brain. That's how I, that's like literally what's happening right now is how serial dynasty started. I was like listening to everything on it. And it was just like, I have all these things that are driving me crazy. I need to spew them out somewhere. And no one around me wanted to hear it. So I was like, well, I'll just put it out on the internet and see if there's anybody out there that wants to listen to it. Yeah. And that's where we're putting on Patreon so that people who do want to listen to it because I, I got, I've never been more sure that the right place for this is to be bonus content for our patrons. Because much as I expected, there are lots of people that are like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is great. I want to hear more. Uh, there are people that are like, why are you doing this? We've heard so much about this case and I'm sick of it. There are people like Zach who are like, this is cool, but I don't know what you're talking about because I don't know this case and don't really care that much. Uh, and then there are people that just are like, I don't want you questioning Brett and Alice at all. And like for all those people, they don't have to hear it. It's just over there where it's supposed to be. Uh, that being said, someone in the chat just asked, when are these episodes going to drop on Patreon? Uh, I'm planning on on trying to drop them on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Uh, it just depends on how how my schedule works because because I'm keeping like priority one is getting the main episodes out here, and then that's that's like bonus fun work for me to go put that that stuff out over there. Uh, but the, but the goal is to shoot for midweek, Tuesday, well, Wednesday. I think another thing too that that I the way I see it is a big reason to push it to Patreon is Adnan has a lot of people to fight for him, yeah. right? point of truth and justice is to podcast with a purpose and to fight for those that can't fight for themselves. Adnan has a whole crew. You know, I'm, I'm really happy you're doing this, but you know, with our truth and justice army, we need to fight for people that can't fight for themselves yeah. and have no army behind them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's well said. And, and as Janet mentioned in the, um, in the pre-show when, for the Patreon pre-show, she was saying that like, what we're doing right now is not affecting whether he is in or out of prison. We're just making sure that the information that's out there is accurate for people who care to know that what all the accurate information is. With that being said, I know that if I keep rambling, I'll step on every question that you have in front that's of you. Okay, yeah, we've hit we've hit a couple. We've definitely hit a couple, but but I think it's good. I just wanted to make sure, you know, I did see in the posts, I kind of saw a representation of almost everything that you said, which was, you know, we that that people feel different ways about this. And so I had wanted to make sure to drop in a few of those just to make sure that 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 those voices were heard. I think it's you've already made it clear that they have been heard, but I'll give a couple of quick shout outs to folks like Grayson, who definitely was like, all due respect, but I don't know why we need to hear more about this. So uh, shout out to you and shout out to Melissa, who was curious about when release days were come out. I think Lauren, um, sorry, what release days would be for those Patreon episodes. And, and, and Lauren, I think you were the one who asked it live. So we've got uh, some answers to that as well. And then just to represent people who maybe aren't in a position where they can join Patreon right now, but are really interested. Janae, I hope I'm saying that right, you know, is very hopeful because they love to follow the case, but aren't able to support on Patreon right now. Um, kind of um, paraphrasing there, but is it safe to say that you'll sort of put a pin in that, think about it, and if the opportunity makes sense in the future, perhaps that can happen? It's yeah. not that you're trying to, you're not trying to, you're not trying to um, withhold anything from anyone. And I know Janae knows that, but. Yeah, no. And, and, and that's the thing is, Janae, is, is I get it. And I do feel there are some people that are like, 
I just can't afford it right now. And I and I feel for you, but I, you know, we got to make a decision and put it somewhere. And and it's been very clear if if I spend the next three months putting these out on the main feed, there's going to be a lot of people that are very upset about that because they don't they don't want to hear it. So like if there ever was anything that was for sure bonus content, this is bonus content. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. M is just wondering if there will be a way to follow up for those episodes, since we're not going to be doing standard weekly follow-ups, will there be a place for people to give you their thoughts or follow up with you? I would assume that the Facebook page is probably a good place to do that. But do you have any further thoughts? And on Patreon, you know, there's a Patreon has comments underneath the, every post. We can do it there. And Janet and I even talked about, you know, doing like like a version of a follow-up on Patreon about them. If people have lots of and not maybe even do it as a live stream or something that doesn't have to be edited. Mm-hmm. And as far as kind of circling back to what we just said about the the episodes that they'll come on the main feed, yeah, like it, it's it's it is kind of like a, a pin in it because I'm not I can't say for sure that we're going to put them on the feed, and most of that's just because it may really upset a lot of people for it to be there. So, kind of my thoughts are if we get to a place where we're like, you know, the, our our case selection team right now is working very hard picking a case. If we get to a case where we have one, and it's like I need to dive into this case and spend a few weeks getting into it and in prepping and researching and getting documents that maybe that would be a good time for us to go ahead and and you could look at it one of two ways either just look at it as hey we're going to take a break for a month while we get ready to do this or if you want to keep if you want the, to hear those at non sayed episodes we'll put those I'll move those over onto the main feed then where people can hear them then that's kind of what I'm thinking and so I, I think there's probably a good chance that we'll get to that point because it'll be at some point, I'm going to have to spend time to research, and that would be a good time to do that. So, yeah, if you just you just can't afford it, uh, yeah, probably I would say probably at some point these will come out on our on our main feed in a couple months. Okay, great. So, one of the things that I think I just want to point out, and I want to give a shout out to Nancy for posting about on the Facebook page is 
you made it very clear that you were not saying that Brett and Alice were necessarily, you know, you weren't saying I'm talking about Brett and Alice when I say that I had a conversation with a prosecutor who talked about that need to win. Right. And uh, and that is something that I think you've talked about on this podcast before. But for anybody who hadn't heard that before, it's very jarring to hear. And so I think there are people like Nancy who are still really processing the idea that any one prosecutor Mm -hmm. would have told you that they're all about the win. And so, you know, she appreciated you bringing that up and is, I think, thinking through what that could mean. But uh, but I think it was a really good way for you to explain, you know, sort of where your concerns live and why you feel like it's important for you to kind of voice information that you feel like is 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 not totally right or whatever. Yeah. So here's the thing. One thing I want to make clear, because I did see a few comments where people are like, oh, you were talking about them. when you, I, I wasn't. I was talking about a very specific person. But also I, w- I brought it up because it, it actually, as much as I don't like it, it makes sense because the way it was described to me was the, it's the police's job to investigate and figure out if they got the right person. Then they bring their case to us and they're kind of the prosecutor's kind of the gatekeeper. And they look at it and decide, okay, do they have the right person? Yes, they do. If they decide that that is the right person and they're going to take them to trial, from that point forward, they're building a, you know, if you look at it kind of in terms of like if you're writing a speech, they're now writing a persuasive speech. They've already decided, and again, a prosecutor, any prosecutor, they're already decided, okay, I have now set my goal. The goal is to convict this person because I've determined that they're guilty. So then they craft their case, or if it was a speech, your persuasive speech, in the best way, present in the, in the way to persuade the jury to do what I want them to do. So first of all, I want to point out, I'm not, I didn't say that as though it was like a negative thing. Like I wasn't saying it as that's wrong. Because as much as like there's the, the wrongful conviction investigator inside of me is like, oh, no, you need to be thinking about innocent or guilty. But the fact is, in a perfect world, they have very much considered innocent or guilty and they've already looked at all the evidence and came to their conclusion. But it doesn't make sense. It, it's just like, uh, l- let's flip it. Okay. So a defense attorney who's defending a guilty client. I'm glad you're bringing this up because I was literally going to say exactly this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, which happens all the time, because the Constitution guarantees you the right to a good defense, regardless if you're innocent or guilty. When they go to trial, they're crafting their opening statements, their closing statements, the witnesses they put on, the evidences they put up, how they cross-examine witnesses, based on persuading the jury that the person is not guilty, even if they know that they are guilty. So it goes both ways. So I want to, so the first thing I want to point out is when I was saying that I wasn't saying that prosecutors are doing something terribly wrong because when they go to court all they want to do is win. Both sides when they go to trial all they want to do is win. The reason I was bringing it up is and again so people were like how dare you accuse them of this? I wasn't accusing them of anything like, like as though it was a negative. I was just pointing out and and one of the reasons is like I've had a lot I've had a a very prominent true crime podcaster with some pretty great credentials that if I said the name, you would all know this person and you would be shocked when they, when they message me and they're like, I'm confused now. 
the, the word they used was I'm confused. I listened to their coverage and I'm confused about the case. And that was what it was like. That's if that can happen to this person, it was happening to a lot of people. And then I, and then I listened. The reason I was pointing that out is because I just want you to understand what you're listening to. I said, Brett and Alice are presenting this as though they are prosecutors prosecuting a case. I did not say that is wrong, that that is immoral, that that is anything negative. Just merely pointing out that when I'm analyzing their presentation, it's like, oh, that's what they're doing. That's why it sounds so different. That's why it's a, it's a, such a different perspective because they researched the case. They did an analysis. They came to a conclusion. And now they're putting out a podcast that is intended to persuade you to believe the same conclusion as they did. I do the same thing. Now, what I, what I try to always do is make sure you have all the facts and I give you my opinion and you can make your own, but I, certainly I'm writing it as from my own perspective and that's what they're doing. They're writing it from their perspective. So I just want to point out, number one, the prosecutor I was talking about was not them. I wasn't talking about them. I wasn't saying that there's anything wrong with that. And when I said that they're presenting it as prosecutors in that way, I wasn't, I wasn't saying there's anything wrong with that either. It's merely me putting out, when you're listening to this, just understand that. And the, and the, the coach side track thing, it was a perfect example of that. Like they were able to say a thing as a prosecutor or a defense attorney would do. They'll give you the piece of evidence that supports their case, which is not inaccurate, but maybe not share other pieces of evidence that don't support their case. Which that could have been intentional, that could have been an accident, I don't know. All I know is that information wasn't out there, so I wanted to make sure that it does get out there. Yeah, and I know a lot of people were maybe a little surprised or like they had a different response to this particular form of coverage because, you know, Brett and Alice don't necessarily always talk about active live cases where people's lives are at stake right now, where people are fighting for their freedom or fighting for a conviction of someone. And so I think, you know, there were, I, I know I saw some responses from people who were a little jarred by it because they're, they, they enjoy episodes like the prosecutors do, you know, where they're talking about mysteries, uh, or yeah. they're talking about really old cases, or they're trying to prove that ghosts exist, or they're trying to prove that exorcisms are real, which are all episodes, you know, that they've done. And maybe that feels more playful, or it feels like the stakes are less high for some of those. And so, you know, I think, again, it's there, they take on a lot of different types of conversations. And this yeah. is one that might fall a little bit closer to their <laughs> everyday job. And so, you know, you might have a different response to it. But um, but I, I yeah. totally get it either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and in the chat, Kathy uh, asks, but a prosecutor doesn't have to prosecute a case if they don't think there's enough evidence. Right. And that's exactly right. And, but So in the scenario I'm giving, that would mean that a prosecutor had evaluated the case and they believed there is enough evidence. Just want to make that clear. It's not that they're like, I don't think they're guilty, but I'm going to prosecute them anyway and just try to win. Again, in a, in a perfect world with honest, honest prosecutors, the belief would be that when they take the case to trial, it's because they think the person is guilty and because they think there's enough evidence. Right. And then I just want to shout out, folks, I'm not going to name individual people, but I think and some of the, pe the people that you heard from were very confused because they were hearing 
about data that they had maybe not seen before, but then no sources were cited. So I think that's maybe one of the other things. And I don't I know you don't necessarily have the answer to that. But um, there were just people who were kind of saying, you know, people who have read a lot of case documents and mm-hmm. people who follow the case very closely are wondering, like, the only place they saw something was on Reddit in spe- that seemed that it was a speculation. And so they were just asking you if you have any information on where some of the the lesser known stuff that, you know, might be presented as fact is is coming from if it's not case documents. Stuff that the prosecutors are presenting? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they said that they have access to the defense file, which is available online now. Um, and also remember, the, I think later towards the end of like our coverage on Disclose, even the trial transcripts weren't all out available for the public back then. So we had like the the police case file, but we didn't have the full file. So some of the stuff is uh, is new because we had it just wasn't around eight years ago or readily available eight years ago when we were originally covering it. But I haven't heard anything. They, they, there's going to be episodes that we we talk about where they talk about a few things from the defense file. Mm-hmm. And those I didn't know because the, the defense file just absolutely was not a It came out in like later post-conviction pleadings is where some of the, the defense file came out. Um, that wasn't available at all back eight years ago when we first covered it. I haven't heard anything groundbreaking from it. Um, so far, but they do cite that as a source in a few places. Okay, cool. Brandon says, the question I have is, Jay's lies have been proven to be lies. Are Adnan's lies truly lies or failures in recollection? And regardless if they are proven to be lies, does the proof infer his guilt or innocence? The proof of Jay's lies proved that Jay was not where and when he said he was when he assisted in supposedly helping Adnan bury the body. So uh, his story of Adnan's confession is null and void. Does the proof of Adnan lying, if they aren't simply failures to recall, prove his guilt? That's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Um, to, the, to the root of that question, it's hard to say. I think that Adnan probably lied about some stuff. Some stuff it was, you know, he's clear. Because remember, I, I kept saying in the episode, I don't know where they were getting where Adnan gives his timeline. And I went back afterwards, and I think they're just quoting Serial. Because we don't have a recorded interview with from Adnan with the police, and you know that was six weeks later anyway. And maybe there's some so because they don't they don't cite they didn't cite where that information came from. But I th- I think that they were just quoting serial with some of that stuff hmm. when he was talking to Sarah Koenig. There some stuff could be just does I think a lot of the stuff he just doesn't remember because you're gonna hear that right. It's like at first he's like I don't really know, and then it, it kind of pushes for an answer until he like gives her an explanation. And then there's some stuff that I think that he did probably lie about to Sarah Koenig for a lot of reasons, not not big time things, whatever, uh, maybe things that, you know, like, did like did you and Hay ever have sex in Best Buy? No, we didn't. And then you hear see somewhere later where he had said that they did have sex in Best Buy before. Right. That I don't think any of it proves anybody's innocence or guilt, nor does Jay's stuff. The big thing is to look at is the, as Brett had mentioned, like the, the parts of the evidence that don't require, you know, we're. We have actual evidence showing that they were at a place at a time doing a thing that's corroborated by multiple, multiple sources. Did it not lie about some stuff? Probably. Does that mean that he's innocent or guilty? No. Right. There are a lot of, I mean, again, I, I'm totally comfortable with people saying that Undisclosed is biased. It's biased in favor of believing that Adnan is innocent 100%. But they do provide a ton of source material and Colin's blog does the same thing. So if you're curious 
about some of mm-hmm. those things. I mean, they literally have an episode called Adnan's Day. And yeah. um, you can listen to that if you want a refresher or if you haven't listened to it and hear um, a pretty specific breakdown of what is known at, or, or what is in court record and et cetera. Yeah. And I believe if I remember, and it's been a long time, so you might have listened to it since then um, more recently than me, Janet. But I, if I remember correctly, like Adnan's day wasn't based on where and when Adnan said he was, but it was based on outside factors like. Like where it was a Becky or Debbie say she saw them in the guidance counselor office when did Krista see him um, uh, to Keisha or to Kyra or somebody who we didn't hear about from Serial. What Asia says, what Coach Sai says, what the cell phone records show, things like that is how they kind of break down his day. Yeah. Jess had a great question about, you know, just wanting to make sure that the kind of conflict that's arising from people outside of the case because of this coverage worrying if, you know, or just asking. If anything is going to happen to Adnan, you already answered that just so um, hopefully that helps that it's not really something that necessarily would affect what's going to happen with Adnan. And then Jess also mentions for what it's worth. And I didn't I haven't looked at this, but uh, Jess mentions that there was a, a, a blog that Brett did from years ago arguing for Adnan's guilt, which contradicts his assertions. I'm just reading this quote, which contradicts his assertions that he's coming into the series from an unbiased and previously uninformed viewpoint i don't know I, I i don't i don't i didn't ever i've never read a blog post about that so no i've heard and listen i i, I want to point out too just as there are people that are big prosecutors fans that are mad at us there are a lot of some a lot of some of our fans that are mad at them and people have like pointed out stuff like that or different things about brett or alice they don't like and i just want to but like i don't care about any of that stuff like, literally, I just want to go through somebody in the chat had just put, you know, it's going to take 14 weeks for Bob to answer the prosecutors. It's going to take I'm going episode by episode. So, yeah, once a week, I'm going to take one of their episodes and I'm going to break down my thoughts on that specific episode. And that's what this is about. It's not about I'm not going to be attacking or arguing or anything about whether people like Brett or like Alice. They do or they don't. It doesn't matter to me. And then Lynn, uh, this is always a fun thing. If you're familiar with the case, this comes up um, every few, every so often. I was going to say it comes up every few months, but maybe that's an overstatement. But Lynn says, did Colin Miller ever release his bombshell to blow all the state's evidence out of the water? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Mm -mm. I think as long as anything is out there that potentially could lead to an actual new trial for Adnan, if the state decided to go that route. I just don't think that they've had like it seems it, my sense of it is that there's no reason to release that when it may be useful. My take on it has always been that he has some information that's been given to the lawyers that they have. And it's, you know, it's all being strategically planned with the attorneys to see if and when they need to use it. And so it's not going to be shared on a podcast or a tweet between now and then. Right. Um, but Lynn. Many of us are very, very curious. Okay, so that I'm sort of going to wrap up the that part of this content and offer up uh, an idea from Emily about um, potential future episode as we wait for our new wrongful conviction okay. season. So Emily says uh, it's a really long post and very thoughtful. I'm going to kind of sum it up with this part of it from Emily. 
would you be able to interview or ask others who work on murdered and missing indigenous women's cases to produce uh, to produce content that can then be shared with the Truth and Justice Army on the podcast or someone who's already doing that, someone who's dedicated to telling these women's stories and might bring a different tone than that of a family member if they're sort of doing it in the field already and um, very thoughtfully saying this could reduce both your emotional and physical labor of producing content and gives the Truth and Justice Army the opportunity to really put some pressure and visibility on law enforcement that these women will not be forgotten. Maybe we can find them some justice. So cool idea from Emily, you know, which maybe we'll have the opportunity to push forward some work that's being done by other folks. And I think we talked about that a little bit before. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. I mean, if I can find somebody like I mean, that, that's a very specific situation to, to find, but it, yeah, if we come up with something like that, ab- absolutely. Cause I would love to be able to shine a light on cases like that. I do plan on like, as I said, I want to continue to do like a missing person of the week. We're going to break down cases that are out there. And I do plan on really focusing on, uh, on some of those missing and murdered indigenous women cases to try to put it out there. But yeah, if we find somebody that can that can help with that, absolutely. All right. Well, that is all I have for this week. Zach, you have anything else? Anybody want I do to add not. anything? I do not. Nope, that's it. And and uh, I appreciate you, Janet, helping me keep this quick because I have, sure. uh, as I mentioned, moving my son into college tomorrow, and which was the normal day. I edit a little frazzled. Uh, Life is <laughs> happening. Life is yeah. happening, even as we record. Uh, really ready to getting into a routine next week. So, uh, yeah, moving forward again, I will put up a post. Thank you, Nicole, again, about, uh, any questions you want to ask for our expert this week. And again, keep submitting stuff through our website, uh, and emails, you know, episodes you'd like to hear, uh, uh, missing persons cases for us to highlight, not with a long interview, but, uh, be able to highlight them, send those in and any questions that we have for, for this week's guest and, and we're plugging. I'm super excited. So I'm in the like email thread with the team of case selection folks, and I and I like to stay out of it until they get it narrowed down to a handful of them. And then the way then they'll do like a presentation of the cases to me. But like I'm seeing all the emails going back and forth. We're doing Zoom meeting. I, there's some there's something called Phase One that's about to be complete. I don't know what that okay. means. Okay. Uh, I like phases. Yeah, we're fixing to move into Phase Two, whatever whatever that means. But they are. They're excited. They're hard at work. So uh, uh, somebody in there had said, you know, they love that they love the podcast, love the work, but they're having a hard time, you know, staying engaged in these one-off episodes. Totally get it. Hopefully you stick around. But if you got to take a break, take a break. We'll be back. Um, but yeah, you know, there there will there will be another normal, long-form wrongful conviction season coming soon enough. Uh, in the meantime, uh, make sure you tune in on Sunday to will we'll be what I'm hoping will be a really uh, fascinating interview. I'm super excited to talk to this person and um, for you patrons. The uh, the episode two of the prosecutor's coverage will drop probably Tuesday or Wednesday next week for the Patreon feed. And for those of you that don't want to talk about a non's case anymore, we're done talking about a non's case. <laughs> they may not have even listened to this follow up. So they may not have. Yeah. Uh, but thank you. We love you all for all of your engagement, your support. Just being here in the live streams, listening every week, commenting on the Facebook page, or, you know, donating on Patreon. Uh, and engaging there. We appreciate all of it. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys.
and Justice is an NBI Studios production. All music for the show is created and composed by Shane Yoder at PutThemInASong.com. The font you see on all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com Design Created manages and maintains our website, Truth and Justice Pod, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. Thank you to our volunteer transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Courtney Wimberly, Erica Cantor, Melissa Cardenas, Kaywood Yomnick, and Danielle Rohr. And as always, thank you to all of you for your engagement and your support. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that in a number of ways. The number one way for you to support our work is to become a patron at patreon.com slash truthandjustice. If you join our Patreon, not only will you be financially supporting our work, but you'll also get something for your pledge. For just $5 per month, you'll get all episodes ad-free and also a video version of the Friday follow-ups that include an hour-long pre-show chat exclusive to our patrons. Other levels will get you a Truth and Justice Army t-shirt, Truth and Justice hats, and even the opportunity to co-host a Friday follow-up episode. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice to sign up. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. It doesn't cost you a penny, and it goes a long way towards making the show more visible. If you have a case that you'd like us to consider covering, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. To follow our personal accounts on social media, I can be found at Bob Ruff Truth, Janet can be found at Janet Barney, and Zach is at Z to the Q. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, we're signing off. I'm Bob Ruff. I'm Zach Weaver. And I'm Janet Varney. And this has been Truth and Justice.